Hi everybody, this is Dr. Reinhardt from Proactive Health and Wellness and thank you uh, again for, for tuning in today. Today we're going to be talking about Spinal Anatomy 101. We're going to be talking a little bit more about your spine. Uh, what is a disc? What's a disc injury? How does it affect your nerve system? And uh, what can you do to, if you have it, to correct something like that? Or what do you do to prevent something like that? So this is a, this is a pretty popular topic, obviously, uh, for people who come into a chiropractic office because most people have these these conditions. Um, before we get started, uh, I want to remind you that if uh, you haven't listened to our previous podcast, we're actually putting this one on YouTube, this uh, this section on YouTube and on uh, our podcast. But if you've not listened to the previous two podcasts, I really once again recommend going back and listening to those two because we talk about health. Health is related to your nerve system. And uh, there's some pretty cool concepts I want you to get before we go into this. But today we want to talk a little bit more about your spine and what we can do to keep it healthy. So, so we'll kind of dive right in here. When we look at our spine from the front to the back, ideally we want to see a straight spine up and down. And, and why is that important? Really, your spine is important because your spine is your armor for your central nervous system. So like we talked about before, your brain and your spinal cord uh, are your central nervous system and your brain controls and coordinates every single function in your body, even down to the individual cells and how they work. Um, so a massive undertaking by your brain and this control center is so important to our body that it's the only system that has a protective layer called your spine so it cannot get injured um, because it's very delicate. So when we look at our spine once again, we want to see it straight up and down from the front to the back. When you have any kind of distortion to that, it puts stress on the nerves uh, that exit your spine. So how much stress affects the nerve? Uh, when we look at the nerve, uh, research has been done showing that the weight of a dime on a nerve can actually reduce the signal of the nerve by up to 60%. So it doesn't take much to really irritate the nerve and, uh, and distort that signal. And like we talked about before, when we look at the health of the nerve, every single nerve that comes out of your spine, if we dissect that nerve and look inside of it, there's about 20,000 smaller nerves inside every large nerve branch. So out of those 20,000, about 10% of your nervous system is sensory. 10% uh, of your nerve system you feel. So if you're having neck pain, if you're having back pain, that's that 10%. Uh, if you have tingling in your fingers, if you're hot, if you're cold, uh, that's the 10%. So 10% is sensory. The other 90% of your nervous system controls function. So how your organs work and how your muscles work specifically. So what's really unique about that 90% of your nervous system is no matter how hard we pinch the nerve, no matter how much stress we put on that nerve, that part of your nerve system has no conscious sensation, has no pain perception. You don't feel it. So I find in my clinic that a lot of people have some degree of nerve irritation, have some pinching of the nerve system, but have no idea because they don't have pain in their spine. They don't have pain in their spine, so they don't necessarily think they have a problem when in reality nothing could be further from the truth. So once again, we want to look at your spine from the front to the back, we want to be as straight as you can. Uh, in our office, we do a lot of posture assessments, so we're actually also looking at your shoulders and your hips from the front to the back. When we look at those pictures, they should be level from one side to the other. We don't want to see one side higher. Um, if you have, when you look at your spine from the front to the back, if you have any curves in your spine, 
uh, that would be, depending on the degree, that would be considered a scoliosis. That's what the definition of a scoliosis is. Now, a large majority of scoliosis are diagnosed as idiopathic. So what does that mean? Idio, idiot, I don't know. Pathic, pathology, what causes it? So it basically means they don't have any idea what actually causes the scoliosis. It just means you got it. Um, once again, I find that when we look at the front spine from the front to the back, if the foundation of your spine, if your pelvis is sitting at an angle, is, is uh, rotated or shifted in some direction, it's like the foundation of a house. If you have a nice level foundation, the house is going to be nice and strong. If you have some degree of, of uh, instability or unleveling of the foundation, uh, the likelihood of the, there being structural damage to the house is significantly greater. Same thing with your spine. If there's some kind of unleveling, a lot of times the rest of your spine will compensate for what's going on in your pelvis. So um, a lot of times I find idiopathic scoliosis can actually be related to the function of the spine and it's something that we really actually uh, do well with in chiropractic. When we take a look at your spine from the side, we want to see curves in your spine. Um, the curves in your spine work as a shock absorber. So when you maintain these curves, it reduces the impact on your spine as you go through your day-to-day -day activities. Uh, so believe it or not, when you have these curves, your spine is designed to last over a hundred years without having significant arthritis. It's designed to absorb that shock. When you lose those curves, you start to have compression on the areas. And the compression over a long period of time, once again, is what causes deterioration or what causes your bone to, to need to become stronger to adapt to that constant stress. Um, or what we call bone spurring, the addition of additional uh, bones to the structure to make it stronger to help prevent injury. So when we look at the uh, your neck, uh, there should be a C-shaped curve and there should be a curve that kind of mirrors that as the same kind of, or excuse me, is the same kind of a curve in your lumbar spine called a, called a lordosis. Uh, the middle part of your back, your thoracic spine, should have a curve that goes in the opposite direction. When you look at your posture from the side, if you're maintaining all these curves, ideally your ear should be over your shoulder, shoulder over your hips, hips over your knees, and knees over your ankles. Um, so you can have either have a friend kind of assess you for this, or you can kind of look in the mirror to see, is your head forward? Are you leaning back? That's a quick way to assess, is your spine in its normal alignment, or do you have some areas where there's some dysfunction causing nerve stress and irritating the nervous system and not allowing it to work at its optimum levels. So once again, we want to see these curves from the side. Um, and, and those curves are really important. Um, and if you've never had that assessed before, I would really recommend looking at that and then looking into that. Um, and we really want to try to do as much as we can to maintain this posture throughout our day-to-day -day activities. We're going to be doing some videos and some podcasts in the future that it's going to go a little bit more into depth and um, how you should sleep, how a proper sleep posture is, things like that. But for now, just kind of know that, that you really want to maintain those curves. Um, so, so the next thing we want to talk about real quick is we want to talk about what a disc injury is as well. And there's a lot of people who are confused in what a disc injury or what a disc is, what a disc injury is, and they have the assumption that uh, I've been diagnosed with a disc herniation, I've been diagnosed with a disc bulge, um, so I'm going to have to have surgery. That's my only option. And, and to be honest with you, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, they, a study was done. 
where they took people who had no back pain whatsoever, they didn't feel a thing in the world, and they ran through an MRI machine just to kind of take a look at their spine and specifically look at their discs. The research confirmed that 60 to 70% of our population, 60 to 70% of the people walking around um, our community had a disc either bulge or disc herniation and didn't even know. So because you have a disc problem does not mean that you automatically need to have surgery um, and it doesn't mean you don't qualify for chiropractic as well. You still may be a very great chiropractic candidate and it may still be a, something that we can help you with. Um, but, but let's take a little closer look at the disc. The disc, the disc is a unique part of your anatomy um, because once you pass the age of 12 or 13 years old, your disc actually does not have an active blood supply. So the only way the, the disc gets nutrition is when you move, it creates a pumping motion that helps bring in nutrition, mainly water from the environment around it, push out water that it's already used. So motion in your disc is life. You need to maintain motion and that's what keeps it healthy. Um, when we look at your disc, your disc, uh, once again, is the, is the cushion in between those bones. Uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can kind of see I'm holding a spine here. Um, the disc is important as well is because the, the taller the disc is, the wider the opening for the nerve. So the more you can maintain that healthy disc structure, the less stress there's going to be on the nerve. Um, think of your disc a lot like a jelly donut. Um, when we look at a jelly donut, you know, we have the donut on the outside, we have the jelly in the middle. Uh, a disc is kind of similar. On the outside of the disc, we have a ring of cartilage. The cartilage gives the disc its strength. Um, when we look at the inside of the disc, uh, there's a jelly. Again, it gives it the mobility. So when you have those proper curves in your spine, the, the, there's even distribution of the weight on the top and the bottom of the disc. And the jelly kind of gets pushed equally in equal directions. It's not pushing at one specific spot. And like I said, when you have that, there's no extra stress on the disc and that's what ultimately can keep the disc healthy. Once again, when you lo lose those curves in your spine or you have some kind of shift, when we look at your spine from the front to the back, it changes the way the weight is distributed within the disc. So for example, pretty common condition I see is a loss of curve in the neck. So let's say you have this curve in your neck and you lose it and your head goes forward, whether that's because you sit and you text all day, you work on a computer, you sleep with 10 pillows under your neck when you lay down at night, what have you, or just from gravity pushing or believe it or not, even from something like birth. A lot of people have this from birth and don't even know it because they've never been evaluated for it. But if you've lost the curve in your neck, you change the way the disc is loaded. So ideally, once again, we want to see it distributed evenly. When it's like that, when it goes from here to straight, you change from where the, the load is from the middle of the disc to the front of the disc. So, well, so let's, let's go back to the jelly donut experiment. Let's say I took a jelly donut, had in my hand, push it from the top and the bottom right in the center, the jelly would be distributed evenly. Let's say I change that and I put all the pressure in the front of the jelly donut. Let's say I smash my fist into the front of that jelly donut, where would the jelly go? Out the back. So what is out the back of the disc that's so important? Once again, the nerve. Um, so when the, when the disc is pushed back into the nerve, depending on what part of the nerve it controls, once again, remember, you only feel about 10% of the disc. The other 90% control how well your organs and your muscles work. Um, but when you have that jelly getting pushed back to where the nerve exits your spine, that's when most people actually 
could potentially feel it. Once again, you might once again have this with no symptoms. You may not be as healthy as what you should because that nerve signal cannot get from your brain to your organ or your brain to your muscle. Um, but when you have that pushback into your nerve, that's when it can be problematic. So once again, that's what we want to evaluate when we look talk about spinal health. The more we can keep your spine in its proper alignment, you're actually going to make sure that the disc is loaded properly and make sure that you don't have the high potential of having a disc injury where it's pushed back into your nerve. So once again, you know, I really, uh, when we talk about this, we talk about spine health, chiropractors really focus on maintaining that proper, proper spinal alignment. And hopefully you got a little information from this quick video to show that, you know, a lot of people are driven into a chiropractic office because they have some kind of aches and pains. I was actually at a health fair yesterday and I was talking to a lady. She's like, you know, I really never have uh, been opposed to chiropractic. My only concern is I just want to get the problem fixed and I want to go and I don't want to keep coming back from ever, forever. And so she, she was like, so my response to her was, well, let me ask you a question. Do you go to a dentist? And she's like, well, yeah, of course I go to a dentist. So my next question was, how, how often do you go to a dentist? Well, I, I go every six months to get my teeth cleaned. So my next question was, do you go every six months because you're in pain or do you, why do you go every six months? Well, you know, to keep my teeth healthy and maintain my proper smile. You know, I don't want to get a bunch of cavities in my teeth and have them, my teeth rot and have them pull out my teeth. And so I said, so you go every six months to keep your teeth healthy. What would happen if you stopped going? Well, they, once again, you know, they would probably get cavities in them, they would rot, and I wouldn't have a healthy smile. And so finally I got to the point, like, well, see, that's the common misconception with chiropractic. People think that, you know, once you go to a chiropractor, you have to go forever. That's not the case. But just like any other health profession, once we correct the problem, if you don't have regular maintenance checkups to make sure that you maintain the health of your spine, it will eventually deteriorate, just like your teeth. Um, if you go to the gym and you work out and then you get strong and you quit exercising, you're probably gonna lose the muscle strength. If you go on a diet and you eat really healthy and then you lose a bunch of weight and then you start eating at McDonald's every day, you're probably going to gain the weight back. If you don't do things that actively maintain every aspect of your health, including the health of your spine, you're going to lose it and it's going to deteriorate. So, so we want to maintain this proper alignment the best we can. Um, not only if you have symptoms, can, can we help with a lot of those things? Sure. But can we keep your nerve system healthy and ultimately keep your body healthy if we keep your spine into its normal alignment? Absolutely. Can we do some things to help take stress off of your discs to help prevent a disc herniation? Absolutely. Is there things that we can do to help maintain your proper spinal alignment so you're carrying your weight evenly, so you're not shifting your weight and causing your spine to deteriorate at a higher rate? Absolutely. So that's why chiropractors recommend some kind of continuing care, not because you know we just want to see you. I mean, we love seeing you in the office every, every month, but we want to do it because ultimately we can keep your spine healthy and we can help you actually enjoy your retirement instead of uh, you know worrying about arthritis and things like that and, and, and limiting limiting your health limiting your happiness so thank you guys for uh, tuning in again thank you guys for listening in again uh, once again we're going to be going over in more in depth on what this actually means but if you know somebody who you think would benefit from do me a favor please forward this in an email please send them the link please let them uh, let them know kind of why chiropractic works 
why your spine is so important to your overall health and, uh, and, and why they need to, you know, whether they need chiropractic or not, that depends on, you know, they, the chiropractor needs to make that determination. But if you've never been checked to find if you have these, what we refer to as subluxations, if you have these misalignments, then, you know, you're really missing a key element of your health. So thanks again. You guys have a great rest of your day and we will see you soon. Thank you.